0: Welcome to the Women Encouraged podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany Berendrecht and Brittany Robertson. We are delighted to have the chance to connect you with other women who love the Lord, who love His Word, and who are pursuing a life of faithfulness in Him. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Episode 6 launches our series of discussions about pressing on, and we are really grateful to welcome friend Ruth Jo Simons. From her beautiful and meaningful watercolor artwork where she incorporates scripture to her Instagram posts full of encouragement and gospel truth, Ruth has been distinguished as a faithful woman simply seeking to point others to Christ. She shares a consistent message that our only hope is in Christ and everything we attempt must be done in and through Him. Ruth is wife to Troy and mom to six boys an author of the book, Grace Laced, and the upcoming book, Garden of Truth. She came and spoke to us at Women Encourage 2016, and we're so grateful that she came back for this conversation on the podcast about pressing on in hope, trusting that it is God who is at work in us. We are here with our friend Ruth Simons, who just made a big move, didn't you?
1: I did. I'm glad to be with you guys. We just moved from New Mexico to Colorado, so we're a little disheveled at the moment in transition
0: um we are we're hitting february here in a couple days and Mm -hmm. um it's kind of that month that nobody loves absolutely we have february 14th right in the middle of it (laughs) nobody (laughs) loves
1: no i really i had a friend text me yesterday and say and say she said you know i just always hit an emotional wall in february and it just feels like um I don't feel motivated. I don't feel joy. I just kind of hit an emotional wall. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it's it's kind of that month where it's still cold. It's too cold to get outside sometimes and depending on where you live and um, there's not anything super exciting going on and all that motivation you had at the very beginning of January kind of simmers down. And yes. so.
0: Um, we are we were talking about how you don't have to be blooming to be growing is your is your big hashtag that kind of gets passed around. And, um, that's not really the, the pat on the back, like, Oh, do whatever you got to do, you know, but it's, it's an encouraging phrase. What is, can you talk about what that um, means to you and how you kind of came to that?
1: Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I think that I wrote those words and turned it into hashtag a couple of years ago in the midst of, um, really just having kind of only then started with this business and knowing that, um, things were growing, but realizing that I had just come out of a big, long, um, season of really hidden living and behind the scenes serving at home and things that weren't really being, um, showcased in any way, much less Instagram or social media. And, um, I remember, sitting there, um, on social media, realizing that I was now part of a generation and a movement that, um, is constantly showing someone else's garden right before your mind's eye, like constantly, you're always seeing how somebody else's garden is blooming. And, um, those words kind of formed just at my lips as I was realizing, like, it's so easy to look over the fence at your neighbor's garden and go, "Why isn't my garden blooming like that? Why are my hollyhocks not gorgeous and huge?" And you know, and I'm a flower person, so I really um, just found that that imagery powerful for me. You know, because so many times you're sitting in your little plot of land and you're just still like digging up weeds or trying to make your rows straight or cultivating that soil or digging things up over and over again. Um, and, and I think that really just kind of started me on this journey of thinking through how many various seasons we all find ourselves in all the time. And it's not always the blooming season and it's not always a time where we can, um, see fruit and see flowers and um, have a luscious display that reflects all the effort we're putting in day in and day out. And so um, I penned those words on Instagram, I believe, and turned it into a hashtag just to communicate you don't have to be blooming to be growing. And as time went on, it really just um, was a hashtag that really reflected this Collective sense that we all have that we want to be growing, but a lot of times we're not in a season that will um will really broadcast or show forth this great um reward in what we've been working so diligently on
0: right, and sometimes God has just designed seasons of us lying fallow to rest
1: mm-hmm. and, and so he can
0: do that work deep in deep in our hearts absolutely.
1: And and, you know, growing looks so different, um, in every season. And, and that's obviously for those who've read my book, know that that's what's on my heart is that, you know, even in winter, there is a purpose for winter. There's a purpose for a time when, um, there's not a lot of fresh tender shoots coming up on top, um, it's a time of rest and it's a time of remembering. And it's also a time where roots are still growing. There's, it's still, the roots are still intact. It's just that, um, you don't see a whole lot going on the surface. And a lot of times for those of us who are really keen to kind of measure how things are growing, that's not a season that, feels really encouraging for us and so um, so it's certainly a time when we have to really think on who God is so that we're not um, relying on only the outward evidence of um, how we how well we're doing you know so
0: yeah um, so in terms of all of that and and just keeping your eyes on Christ and um, really focusing on who he is in those times how do you press on in scripture study um, Mm -hmm. during that time? And how does that impact you and change you?
1: Yeah, you know, and it's, it's looked really different in different seasons. I remember, um, when my young ones were really little, I, you know, there were times when I was nursing in the middle of the night and thought instead of just despairing or mindlessly, um, thinking on other things or later on when social media became a big thing to surf my phone, I would really use that time of whether it was sleepless nights because of, um, a baby or because, um, something was in my heart and it was, um, just a stressful time. And I was up in the middle of the night just to use that time to, um, meditate on God's word. And so sometimes it was sneaking it in at those times. And sometimes it was choosing to wake up early, um, before the whole family because it was so demanding. And right now I'm in a current season where, you know, my kids make breakfast on their own, praise God. And, um, nobody really really needs me. I mean, I know for young moms, that just sounds like, when will that happen? Where it's not like, you know, literal bowls of cereal and milk spill all over the ground, you know? Um, but that there might be a time where I could stay in bed and, and read my Bible and, um, Don't, don't laugh. But, you know, one of my boys actually does bring me coffee every single morning. And so it's a different season. It's definitely a different season. I can spend time in the word and a little bit differently now than I used to. But I think the principle is the same that, um, we have to really turn our minds to the fact that the only way to stay growing is to actually abide in Christ and to really be fed by the word because, um, I think every season in a woman's life, we, we always have something that is threatening to replace our true true rootedness in Christ, right? I mean, it can be everything from um, finding companionship and friends or going off to the gym or surfing s- social media or um, for some of us creatives, it might feel like it's my time and my time right now is to discover myself and my gifts. But the reality is, um, it doesn't really matter what it is that we're feeling so passionate about doing to keep ourselves busy. At the end of the day, the only thing that will ever satisfy and grow us is the word of God and being rooted in, in what he says about who we are in Christ. And, and that ultimately is the gospel. Um, sanctifying that work in us and and that is what's changing us day by day so that in 10 years time when you find yourself in a new season and maybe your child brings you coffee and maybe you're not in a rush like you used to be and maybe you're not as exhausted as you used to be i mean clearly i'm exhausted for other reasons now but my point just being that in every season you find that um maybe in 10 years, you have freedom to do some things that you don't have time to do right this minute. But the only way in which you can, um, step into what God has for you then is if you keep on growing. So it's not an issue of waiting for the ideal circumstances, waiting for the ideal scenario or exactly how you're, you know, seeing your gifts align exactly the way you always expect them to. That's not the point at which you say, oh, now I can start growing, but that you grow even in what the world might call non-blooming seasons, or even for our own feelings. If our feelings say, this is not a blooming season in my life, it doesn't mean that we stop growing. And that growing is going to be healthy roots, um, being anchored to the word of God, first and foremost.
0: Yeah, And just investing now, right? Because in 10 years, you want to be reaping that fruit of faithfulness.
1: It's not going
0: to magically appear from, you know, 10 years of lying fallow doing nothing.
1: Absolutely. And I think that we so many times, um, you know, as women, I just, I I feel like I've seen several cycles of this in my own life, um, especially in the last um, 20 years of marriage. I think I have often thought that, um, around the corner, around the corner is when I'll read my Bible through in a whole year or around the corner is when I'll have time to, um, have this rich, quiet time or around the corner is when I'll actually be accountable and study my Bible with someone else or around the corner is when I'll, um, start praying with my husband, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I think there are, there are, excuses and uh, ways in which we can deceive our own hearts and thinking that, um, the context right now is not good enough, is not whatever enough. But I think when we do that, we're really making that about ourselves and we're worshiping our own, um, ideals and our own circumstances when really God says, give me everything. And so to give him everything means even if, I started January 1st and said, I am going to be on my ESV reading plan perfectly this year. And I already screwed up by January 15th. That means give him everything means start again tomorrow because my pride doesn't need to be in the way. I don't need to wait for perfect circumstances. I simply say the whole intention is to know you more, Lord. So I, in my own strength, I will constantly mess up and I will constantly fall behind. But that wasn't the point. The point wasn't to prove myself godly or prove myself diligent or um f- so good at following through the point is i'm going to keep growing
0: yeah and and those sidelong glances at other people's growth or or right. better times where you think oh that person mm-hmm. has it so much easier that really mm-hmm. isn't about them it's about us and our own discontentment in uh, in what god is doing in our life and i know the temptation myself for um Brittany and I've had this conversation several times. Like, how do you look at how do you look at other people's lives and say that is beautiful fruit and and I long for that? There's a right way of doing that. Right. And it's it's not looking at them and, and feeling like. Um, envious like why was I never taught how to be like that or why mm-hmm. was I never trained mm-hmm. to
2: have that character mm-hmm. quality or something like that and so mm-hmm. it's it, or uh, like you're mentioning Ruth I think the big, a big lie that um, especially women in our in our time in our culture are wanting to believe is when I'm in the next season, yes. when I'm in the next season, like right. her, then i be right. able to have this fruit and it, yeah, just to be so on guard yeah. that um, each season has its own things that will tempt you away from right. studying the word.
1: Yeah. Don't you think that it's something where uh, we, in our minds, we think we believe that when we look at our sisters in Christ that we are seeing new creations in Christ. But really the way we respond sometimes is we're like, God started working them and then they they ran with it. They are doing so great. They take, you know, when we give them credit for their work in becoming something so wonderful. So then we elevate them when really, um, I think if we, ultimately are biblical in, in the way we see others. We're seeing them as um, as c- Christ followers who are being made new day by day and being um, formed in the likeness of Christ. And so the reality is all of us, are all of us deserve nothing in our fallen state. All of us deserve nothing good in fruit and in blooms in any of those things that we want to see. And so when we see our sister in Christ flourish or bloom, if we can, and not that I do this right by any means, I mean, I'm, I'm a work in progress in this, but if we're able to step back and say, she deserves nothing, just like I deserve nothing. And she is not in charge of those blooms, neither am I like I am praising God that the seed of salvation in her life is being formed in this way. And I see Christ in her praise God that there is image bearing in the likeness of, of Christ in her life. And, and I think when we can do that, when we can say that out loud, then we start training our minds to see one another as eternal beings rather than little production machines, you know, little, little, um, uh, success stories per se, you know.
0: And it also keeps us from looking at others and looking down on them when they are not sure. as, you know, maybe they're, they're struggling in a way that maybe we're sure. not, it keeps us from Um, looking at them and thinking why don't they have it together like they ought to know better Um, because it is God's work it is he's the one who's doing this in us he's the one who's going to bring us to completion and it's not because I'm so wonderful
1: that's a good point absolutely
0: so um you we've kind of talked about this but um is there anything that you've used to encourage your own heart when you feel like you're learning too slowly and you feel like you're stuck in a rut
1: you know, I am. Um, I think being a mom has really helped shape my thinking about it because I see myself um, trade my boys in a way where sometimes I say something and I immediately assume that I don't have to say it again because I kind of. Dis- dis- demand or expect immediate like, wow, I said it today. So therefore from tomorrow on, you'll always remember to take your dishes to the sink, rinse them out perfectly and put them in the dishwasher. I forget that the whole point of training is actual is actually like day by day formation and changing. And so being a mom has kind of helped me recognize how much I put that expectation on them and that that in turn is sometimes what I place on myself that I think, you know, this struggle, I should overcome it today. And therefore it's not something I have to deal with over and over again. When really, if we read even just simply in the Psalms, we find that the Psalmist repeats the same preaching to his own heart over and over and over again. We don't see it in one Psalm. We don't see it in one addressing of his own heart. We see it over and over again. And so, um, that's why you see regularly, um, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Like how often do we read that? Well, if it was a one-time thing where we could just say, you know what, from here on out, I'm going to bless the Lord. So start blessing the Lord because, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be sad and complaining about your circumstances, bless the Lord. And then from tomorrow on, It's my natural pattern. No, like, it's like tomorrow I have to wake up again and say, um, you're a work in progress and this side of heaven, you are being formed day by day. And so you have to fight your sin. You have to mortify your sin, like John Owen says, and, and die to it and kill it and like chop those weeds down day by day. And they do spring up and they spring up and you keep on working at it. And so I think... For me, a lot of times it's that turning my eyes to the way, um, my children are needing tenderness and care and, um, and consistency. But when I see that, I realize, oh, I'm a child of God that needs the same thing. I need to be reminded of the truth. It is slow going. I am working to, um, replace habits with, um, with new patterns in my life and it's the putting on and putting off pattern over and over again. And it certainly doesn't happen overnight. So I think a lot of times it is, um, to answer your question, I think it's one looking to real life examples of how the Lord shows me how we are formed day by day, but also looking in scripture and recognizing that, um, so well, every person I can see that is used of God Um, in scripture, goes through a long journey, a journey that's probably longer than I would have liked. You know, I've often referred to, you know, the story of Joseph. Well, that story went on a long time. And if you, if I was Joseph, in the middle of that story is probably when I would have freaked out and said, how did my story turn out this way? And so a lot of times we get to the end of the story and we say, look at how awesome, like look at how awesome his brothers like, you know, humbled themselves and, and the whole big family reunion and there's joy. But right there in the middle, it feels like nothing's happening or, um, or there's no resolution. And so I think, um, there's a lot of slow going in my life, and I'm sure there are lots in our listeners today, just that, um, slow going is, is slow in, in our finite humanness. But in God's economy, um, He's right on time and He does what He must do day by day, one step at a time. And sometimes we just, um, don't recognize that process of sanctification for what it is.
0: I think when we are um, we're longing for something, it's easy to feel like God is being slow to perform or slow to answer
2: us. And you know, Peter mm-hmm. reminds us that the Lord is not slow; he's he doesn't forgetting us. And I think of the story of David, too, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning Joseph, but and David, like that took um, years for him to go but to get to the throne, which he was promised, right? Years. Mm-hmm. But while you were mentioning that, Ruth, it reminded me of going right back to you don't have to be blooming to be growing. I, that's the rooting process, like as the roots really um get strong and then can cling into the dirt that's the repetitive when we're when we're helping our children like you said um you know you need to do this oh you need to do this you need to do that that's getting those roots strong and but it takes a lot longer than when the blooms just shoot right out of the ground right that process is
1: right and if we and if we want to even just take that analogy a little bit further i would just say you know the The plant that is firmly rooted is not pulled out of the dirt every other day, right? It's firmly planted because it remains. And I think the remaining thing, um, if we want to just be practical about it, means stay, go to church, stay in fellowship, be in community, continue, remain, even if worship at your church isn't exactly the way you hope it will be sometimes, or your small group isn't Always, um, you know, whatever, whatever the, the adjective is that we sometimes struggle with in, in community or in our Bible study or our longing for more in our church community. Whatever it is, we continue and we remain. You pull yourself out of the consistency and of the, the body and the encouragement that's found within that, um, then it's hard for those roots to sink in deep right remaining in like we were talking about earlier remaining in the time in the word so what if it's not perfect so what if if you have fallen off that exact uh, reading schedule that you, said you were absolutely going to stick to, it's remaining. It's about persevering. It's about remaining. And so in that word picture about roots and growing even in seasons of not blooming, um, we don't pluck that plant out of the ground and throw it in a bucket and um, and expect it to bloom next season. It remains. It stays hidden. It stays underground. It still stays continuing on and um, being fed as snow melts and the water feeds and, um, and seasons and sunshine comes out and, and seasons Mm -hmm. cause it to grow.
0: Yeah. I love that. And our roots as our fruit can only be as big as our roots go deep. You know, we want to have these big, beautiful, bountiful trees Mm -hmm. laden with fruit and, Mm -hmm. and they can only be as laden, as deep as our roots are. Mm -hmm.
2: And those ones took a really long time to grow like that. I think I'm just, I'm very much in a season where I'm constantly placed in the uh, reality of what waiting feels like.
1: (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, it's one of those things where, especially for um, your listeners today, the, the reality is we are benefiting so much in this generation from technology. I mean, here we are on a podcast and. Anyone can do the dishes or go on a run and listen in today. And, and we're connected, you know, from Colorado to Canada and we're, we're connected here and we all get to be a part of this moment together. But the same technology also causes a lot of fruit to be seen all over without knowing where the roots really are. And so it brings me back to the thought of, you know, what Paul David Tripp said about, you know, you can't just staple fruit onto a tree, right? And so it's just like what you said, Bethany, like it's as deep as the roots. Um, it's, it's a direct correlation. And and so I think it's really important for us to acknowledge as women that, um, We're constantly surrounded by, uh, what appears to be fruitful seasons in other people's lives, or we're constantly, um, presented with really beautiful fruit that's been shiny and, um, even polished, (laughs) but it's not always fruit that's genuinely growing. Um, sometimes they're stapled on fruit and that, and that won't last. And so I think, We need to train ourselves to not be um, so easily um, entangled in that or to be so easily, um, I don't know, just (laughs) impacted by all the glossy and glittery and um, flashy things we see, but to be really committed to seeing buds form and commit ourselves to the process of growing fruit that may not look abundant at the beginning.
0: And we want it to be organic, right? Like you said, Mm -hmm. like not stapled on fruit. We want, we want the real deal because that's Mm going to last. And yeah, we were, we were kind of laughing before we came in to record here because we're sitting in my office and um, we were, I was laughing because I said, I wonder what lifestyle photography would look like in my house (laughs) because my lifestyle photography would not look like shiny and sparkly and fresh and white all the time. (laughs) So we were, but Brittany, like it's funny to having this conversation because Brittany actually has like a lifestyle photography kind of a Instagram, Instagram where Mm -hmm.
2: and and mine is like. (laughs) <laughs> but we just well but we just bought a so we sold a house that was built for us that was very beautiful and uh, I got to move right in and just add to that beauty and we yeah. recently sold it and um and we were on quite a waiting uh journey for eight months before we bought our next house and it is a 40 year old house that still has beautiful um elements to it but it has a lot of work that needs to be done yeah. and so uh it, it was reminding me as we were talking about this, I'm like, that's like our house. Like now um, what appears on my Instagram feed as like, okay. well, look at this floral wallpaper that I just hung yeah. in Paisley's room. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not seeing all of the work that I took unless you watch my story. trip. <laughs> paint in my eyeballs and have to run, you know, screaming into the bathroom and tearing off old wallpaper and scrubbing and scrubbing. It looks like that was really easy Mm -hmm. and that, and it wasn't right, but it took work because it's not this, um... Yeah, I'm not stapling fruit on this house like the other one. Do you know what I mean? No, like that's to me, it is. It feels very that analogy feels very tied to before it it was easy, but it didn't have the deep roots of the hard work that you put in that then when you get to see the fruit, uh, that hard work always makes the fruit more beautiful. And,
0: but what a beautiful analogy to, to what God does in our hearts. Like yeah. he comes in and he cleans it up yeah. and he doesn't leave us as we are. He, yeah. He,
2: and you don't want him to just paste, uh, no. like we would not want him to just not be doing the waiting, the digging, the waiting, the long, you know, maybe boring parts of it because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be real. It wouldn't be yeah. as beautiful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm excited for you. That sounds wonderful. We are about to move into quite a fixer upper. Um, I mean, it's the bones are not. I mean, there's no structural, really structural things, but um, we're moving into a property that is pretty stuck in the 90s, and so um, it's it's a big change. Considering you know, I have been in surroundings that really fit my aesthetic and fix um, fit my business and my um, you know, all the things that I do photography wise. And so it's a bit of a challenge, but you know, just, just as a side note, even though this might be a a bit of a tangent, but since we were speaking about Instagram and beautiful photos, I think I just want to be careful and say that when I, when I say that there's flashy and there's glittery and beautiful, I think sometimes people misunderstand and think that I'm, um, somehow knocking, The idea of having a beautiful Instagram. And I don't, I don't feel that way at all because I think that, um, I think that beauty is encouraging and inspiring and lifting up what is virtuous and noble. And, um, it is whatever is lovely. It is for us to meditate on and, um, and to think on. And, and however we use God's gifts to create, um, beauty that is Real, like it's, it's the, what is not honoring to the Lord is when we, um, fabricate and create what, you know, and alter our bodies or alter what God's given us to create something that, um, is false. But what is beautiful is worthy of, of placing before others. And, and I think about Paul and, and, um, the Apostle Paul. And I think when he says, you know, um, what we famously know is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, does that mean that he's, he, for every moment of his entire life was always unwavering in that confidence? No, it means that he elevates and says, I have arrived at this, this, um, this love for how, how much I can, um, be Christ-like in this moment. And so I'm going to elevate this and inspire and encourage the reader and, you know, the Philippians to ultimately embrace that. And so anyway, that's just, that's a tangent, but I just, just wanted to say it's super, I never, I never want anyone to think that their work in creating a beautiful Instagram is not worthy or purposeful or, um, might be deeply encouraging to someone and inspiring for someone because it is it
0: draws our hearts back like if we're doing it in a Christ like way, right? It's drawing our hearts right. and our eyes to see um how Christ is ultimately the most beautiful and, and we are reflections of mm-hmm. his creation and, and he's
2: a creator. That's often when I, cause it is something, mm-hmm. it is a thing that, um, you know, it's a fine line. I always think of everything in life as you can fall off either side of the ditch. And my, absolutely, in, and my Instagram feed is, is that very narrow path of, I don't want to fall off on either side, but, but I know that he's the creator and he made me to be creative and, uh, and yeah, just creating beautiful things, um, to inspire people mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he's using all of those things that may not look as yes. <laughs> maybe spiritual. I guess that's what my hang up is, right? Is it's not, um, but it is, it is spiritual because mm. you're, you are imaging your creator. Like you
0: are, you are imaging him in making something beautiful well you guys
2: just encouraged me so much today it is my struggle it's my well not my struggle it's something that i yeah feel like i have to teeter very precariously on that on that path yeah (laughs) Yeah. no actually i was thinking that um
0: when we're talking about reflecting and and using beauty to draw our hearts to to christ and reflecting on what's true and beautiful. you did that so well with your book, and it's something I'm so grateful for. I had um, started a little um, hope chest box for each of my girls with your book in first. And um, oh, it just you. is been it is such a gift um, to have that in my home to remind me of God's work in my life through every season. And so I am very grateful, and I, I really hope that... If the ladies that are listening do not have a copy please go get yourself a copy You will be so blessed it will really um, it will really
2: benefit your life I think that I think Ruth uh, he speaks through you so clearly in that um, we can see him in everything. Yes. In, in our world. And that whenever mm-hmm. I'm reading your book or even following on Instagram like that is, it is so clear. It is not muddied or confusing as sometimes it might feel in other ways. I, I think that's the biggest blessing is that I walk away from reading something um, that you're sharing with us that he's teaching you. And then I start looking around uh, my life or my kids or whatever mm. season I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I just think that that's a huge Huge blessing.
1: <laughs> well, Brittany, you just you just summarized like very much my whole mission. And you know, ten years ago when I started Grace Lace the blog, I really and no, and there's there was no way I could have imagined that Grace Lace would be a name of a book or a brand or um, a, you know, products, and I, I never would have thought that. Um, But at the time, it truly was. The words grace and laced put together because I was trying to discover God's grace in my everyday life and really saying there is, there's got to be an intersection of the gospel in my everyday life and it's not just a Sunday thing. It's, it's in the mundane. It's in the circumstances I didn't ask for. It's in this season of life where I have an art degree, but I really am not using it at all. And so, or, or, or whatever it is. And so, um, thank you for saying that because I feel like that is absolutely affirming and a blessing to me to hear that, um, I can adorn the gospel in that way through words and through art and through photography. And ultimately that, um, what you walk away with is, um, eyes wide open to see how God's grace is placed in your life as well. Yes.
0: Um, in January, we talked about, we've asked our, our interviewees, <laughs> If that's a word, is that a word? I think so. Okay, <laughs> uh, We we asked our guest, there you go. That's a little bit cleaner. Um, we asked our guest, what are you loving? And in February, we're asking, what are you learning? And mm-hmm. um, I loved the other day, you put up something about what you were learning. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. do you want to share one before we close out?
1: Well, yeah, that I would love to. Um, so, you know, I, I love being able to share every once in a while. What I'm learning because I feel like it's just, there's just things that happen every day all the time. But sometimes when you write it down and take note of it, you kind of can measure how you're growing in that very thing. And then there's an accountability to it. Um, and you know, s- as I, as I posted the other day, I mean, it's everything from something super simple to like, just like little habits. Like one of my little habits that I'm learning is to, so, so because I have six kids, I kind of have six opportunities for someone to run up to me all the time with a, like, so you know what? I saw this bird outside or whatever it is. And it's like this huge thing that will take the next 20 minutes of description. And what I'm realizing is I can simply say, Oh my goodness, I can't wait to listen to that. Give me five minutes and I'll, and, and you can tell me the whole story versus me trying to be this mom that's multitasking and going, uh huh, uh huh, and really missing the entire story. So that's one of those things that's just like such a simple thing that I probably just didn't even realize I was doing that, um, that I'm learning that full attention can be put on pause for a minute. I can, I can wait and, and they're not going to forget their story, but me being able to give them my full attention and have my eyes wide open and then even run outside and go, look, that matters. And that makes a big difference. Um, and then ultimately, I think the biggest thing that is maybe a perennial lesson, but the thing that I'm learning that, um, is kind of deeper than that and not, not quite so practical is, um, <clears throat> I, I really mean it when I say I want to normalize repentance in our home. I think, um, growing up in a Chinese home and, you know, my family became Christians later on, um, but just even culturally, I think there's a, difficulty in Asian culture, sometimes to repent and confess and to humble ourselves to And I don't, I don't want to put Chinese culture and, um, you know, in the corner there, I just mean a lot of cultures are this way, but I think that the pride thing is, it's makes it difficult to really say, I'm sorry. And I think that, um, I think about how many, arguments among my kids, but then between my husband and I, and, um, just in general in any relationship, how easy, how, how much easier it'd be if we just remember and recognize that we will sin against one another, we will hurt one another's feelings. And in the course of a day, I will probably say the wrong thing. And so rather than trying to cover it up and be like, oh, well, that's not really what I meant. To simply just normalize going immediately to, hey, that was that was really rude of me. I'm so sorry that I sent that way. Sometimes I just, my insides spill out and I reveal really how I am. And I'm going to be asking the Lord to, to just grow me in that area. I'm sorry that you got the brunt of that, you know, and that's not natural. Like me saying that out loud just now. I don't know that I've said that very often, even in this last week. And so, um, I want it to be something where I can grow in realizing it's not like this huge thing. Oh, I disappointed someone. Oh, I messed up again. Let me go into this shame cycle for a while until I prove myself really awesome again. No, it's just like our walk with the Lord. It's like I sin and by God's grace, I, there's forgiveness waiting for me. So Like run into that grace, fall heavy upon the grace and say, oh, by God's grace, I get to confess and and forgiveness is waiting for me. I don't need to hang my head in shame and wallow in it and try to prove myself awesome again. I can just simply say, I've got nothing but Christ because really, I am faulty. I am sinful, and left up to myself, I will mess up our relationship over and over again. So, let's take each other as we are and just keep on confessing our need for Him and grow in it. And He entrusts Him to do that. And so I say it to my kids, and then I realize, oh, wait, it's normal to confess to one another all the time in whatever relationship—mother-daughter, friendships um, workers husband and wife. And so that's, that's maybe my biggest area is I realized how much harm and damage has, um, has been around my life, whether it be me sinning or others sinning against me, where it's simply pride that keeps us from confessing and repenting and making it normal to just say, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I, um, you got in the, got the brunt of my sinfulness there. So.
0: Right. Yeah
2: so good and just remembering that all of life is repent and believe the gospel right yes yes and that the sorry does the healing like Mm -hmm. we're tempted to believe Mm -hmm. that the um being really awesome and uh i don't know never messing up again yeah like just becoming sparkly to our kids or our spouse or Whoever that—that's going to heal what we just did, but yeah, that simple sorry—it's crazy when you just say "I'm so sorry." Oh, okay, no problem. (laughs) You know, but we don't want to believe it's that easy because it, yeah, it's the pride, right? Right. If we we really follow through with it, then we know we have to do it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Exactly.
0: Thank you again so Mm -hmm. much for joining us. It's just so great to have you.
1: Thanks for having me. I so I, I I miss your area and i think about you all and i think oh what sweet women are in that part of canada so thanks for having me on today and getting to touch base with you guys
0: we sure love you we're, we're so grateful for you and for um the fellowship that we have with you from far away mm-hmm.
1: well god bless you guys thank you i'm grateful for women encouraged as well
0: thank you thank you yeah. Take care, Ruth. enjoyed talking to ruth and if you would like to catch up with her you can find her on instagram at GraceLaced on facebook at the same name and you should absolutely go get a copy of her book which is available in most christian bookstores and also on amazon barnes and noble and the like Yeah, we absolutely
2: love chatting with um, Ruth. And we're so thankful that you guys have been listening and sharing the Women Encouraged podcast. We would absolutely love it if you could leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. To leave a rating or review, you just need to go to the podcast app for iTunes. Click on the Women Encouraged podcast and then scroll all the way down to the bottom and you will see a section there where you can leave um, a star rating and or write us a review. This is so helpful because it helps other women find our podcast and we just absolutely love getting to share um, the wisdom of these women who are faithfully following the Lord and we'd like to get these messages out to more as many women as possible. Thank you so much for joining us.